Hey there, and welcome to the Think Labs Innovation Show. I'm Sam Stanton, the creator of Think Labs, and with me is the ever-insightful Robbie Sawyer. We're your dynamic duo, chronicling the cutting edge of AI and innovation that's reshaping our lives today. We are here to make sure you're in the know, and maybe even how you might apply some of this AI and innovation into your daily lives. So click subscribe and join us on this fun ride as we figure it all out together. Well, welcome to the very first Think Labs AI show. We are actually recording that, Robbie, I did confirm. And I'd like to welcome you. My name is Sam Stanton, and I am here with partner in crime, Robbie Sawyer. Robbie, introduce yourself. You just did, Sam. Very good. Well, that's Robbie. And <laughs> we thought on our first episode here, we would kind of explain who we are, what we're doing, what we hope to be doing with our audiences, and, uh, and we'll go from there. We'll put a short one in the can, and then we'll start building from there. So to begin with, I'll start talking about what the purpose is of this podcast, and, and Robbie, jump in, as you always do, to keep us inside the rails. So the purpose of this podcast and the emphasis and the reason for doing this is we are in very unique times in that we are in what they call an exponential time of innovation, Robbie. So things are happening 10, 20, 30 times as fast as they ever should. Surprises are every day, every week. And honestly, for many, this is really scary. What are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I think scary is definitely a word that has been used. We've heard words like frightening, Yeah. right? But it's but it's been a it's been a ton of fun visiting with people out you know it, you know the different workshops that we di- that we have done and and have have heard from very very intelligent very smart people in a multitude of different industries that you know th- they are scared and they are and maybe uh, it's not scared maybe it's overwhelmed like where do you even begin to not only address but understand this stuff and and I think what we're talking about and what we're really going to focus on is what everyone's thinking about right now is this whole AI. Yeah. And, you know, we'll back up a second right off the rip. I know you've done podcasts before. This is the first time I've personally ever done them. So we will we'll have some fun and try to find our way in the dark a little bit. But, you know, I think that moving forward and as we, you know, get more of these in the can, hopefully the goal um, is going to be to pull the curtain back and share some insight. Um, you clearly can go deep, 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 deep into the tech, which is fun. And you'll um, keep me out of there. Yeah. Well, yeah, because sake. at the end of the day, I don't know enough. I don't even know enough right now to get myself in trouble. So that is the purpose then, is that we are deep in the trenches. You can never say you are an expert, or you shouldn't say. People are saying it all the time. But there are no experts right now as far as we're looking at generative AI. It's Robbie, it's not even a year old right now. So to say that is a little crazy. But what our goal is, is to share the new things that are popping up that we see happen literally day to day. Try and make some sense of that. And then look at the business professional 
and talk about how all these things may or may not affect and, and be used by professionals and even better, how they might use them or not with the goal of giving everyone a little more understanding and perhaps even confidence so when they are pulled into conversation or they are trying to create a plan or, or they're trying to figure all this out, they have a basis from which to start. Is that fair? Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I think that's spot on. We are obviously here talking about all things. There you go. We are talking about AI, but we're talking specifically really about generative AI, or as we like to call it, collaborative AI. That's exactly right. Collaborative meaning this is going to enhance what you're doing. It's going to make you more efficient. It's going to make you more productive. It's going to make you more creative. And it's going to give you tremendous new confidence and, and maybe even some time back in your life. And that's the thing, right? I mean, at the end of the day, we want people to be, if nothing else, if you get anything out of listening or your mom being right now the only person listening in on her. Hi, mom. <laughs> is that, man, just, you just have to be, allow yourself to be curious. Don't be afraid. I mean, everyone is afraid of a lot of things until they learn a little bit more about it, right? Kick the tires uh, a little. You got to kick the tires. Um, and no matter what you do or what industry you're in, uh, the reality with generative AI, and I think you've you hit on this the other day. You know, even if we uh, even if we stopped any, what's the what's the quote? Yeah. On so the, if you stopped all advancement, if you said, yeah, okay, yeah, we're yeah, done yeah. with AI, and we were able to shut the barn doors, which those horses left a long time ago. But if you were, it would still take us ten years, Robbie to even begin to understand and how to implement what we have thus far. Yeah, that's just, it's... And, and here's another fun... That's crazy and almost impossible to wrap your head around. Well, so here's, here's where we're at. Now, remember, we're at since November of last year. But initially, when it came out, it was of the level of a fifth grader, right? So you could have basic conversation and, and you get basic answers. By the time... The, the first iteration occurred when it moved up to like 3.5. You had the proficiency and understanding and conversational abilities equivalent to a sophomore in high school. Okay. And now, as of in the last three, four months, the current status and evolution of where we're at is of that of a first year PhD. And I don't, I don't know the numbers on that, but how many people are PhDs out there walking down the street? So the crazy thing is, it is advancing not in two years, not in 10 years, but in months at an exponential pace. Yeah, that's, that, that's crazy. And what we're talking about specifically, what was launched in November of 2022 is ChatGPT. ChatGPT. Generative, preformed transformation. Okay. Most people now have heard of ChatGPT. Is that a decent assessment? They have seen it in a headline. Okay. And, and another good thought there is in our interactions with our workshops and just in general, that's a big question we ask. How many people are currently using any of this or know what it is, right? How many have kicked the tires on it, played with it at all? 
And so typically it's 50% have heard it, headlines or whatever. And when you look at how many people have, of, of the 50% that have, how many people are actually using it or playing around with it, it's normally about half of that, right? And then when we get down to how many people are actually using it to better what they're doing, those numbers, I mean, I think that's even less than 10%. So maybe you can take just a couple minutes and explain how ChatGPT came to be. I will, but I think as this is our inaugural, okay. we ought to tell them who we are, Robbie. Okay. So I'll just give a quick background on me, and then you can as well with you. Uh, part of Red Button TV for the last 20, 35 years in the marketing and engagement and storytelling world with a heavy, heavy vibe into technology or nerdology, as we like to say, always on the bleeding edge of what's going on. So, you know, back in the day, first to do digital photography and digital video and digital editing, built a company that put radio and television on the web and did targeted ad insertion, built a platform to manage social media and uh, do that around the events, hold IPs for all this stuff, by the way, and then always playing around with the latest toys and things. So now here's drones before there's drones and here's robots before there's real robots and here's lighted audiences. And it just goes on and on and on. So it was a natural evolution and extension to start diving super duper duper deep into all this generative AI because out of all the things we've done over the years, I've never seen something with such impact for so many people. You don't have to be a nerd like Sam, right? It's natural language processing. That means the code that you need to use is your voice. Okay. So yeah. that's kind of where I'm coming from. And with Red Button and Think Labs, which is our innovation division that Robbie and I are both a part of, we're focused on elevating experiences and empowering people. So everything we do, we look at that and say, are we turning this into a cool experience, which is a big deal for this, because the tools are cool for sure, but how do you use them? Why do you right. use them? Where can you use them? Right. Robbie, that's, our, I think, our secret sauce, and time will play out on that, but I think that's it. So that's kind of the quick background from me, and obviously, if you haven't understood in the last five minutes you put a quarter in and boy you're going to get all kinds back <laughs> yeah so at the end of the day which i i need to cut back on saying at the end of the day that you, you and red button have for for most of the inception of the company have been involved in the event space that's right all things meetings conventions trade shows activations act, marketing yeah. global events right yeah so you know m my background is very different in that it's not completely different, but I am 25 years on the hospitality side. So starting my career early, early on, basically born professionally into the hospitality industry and initially working for very, very large convention hotels. So very much exposed to the, you know, the event space and, and convention world, you know, working for you know, the Anatole in, in Dallas and then, you know, properties like the Fountain Blue in Miami Beach and 
you know, the breakers in Palm Beach, but very, very fortunate to have, you know, been able to have a career that's taken me to some very cool places where I met a lot of very cool people and, you know, in within cultures that, you know, exposed me to some very high level experiences. And then, of course, you know, I had, a, had something pop up on my timeline. I guess it's been almost 10 years since you and I met when I worked for a resort in Western Colorado that's uh, owned by the founder of the Discovery Network. Right. Which, you know, is, is obviously we can tell that story down the road a different time, but where Sam and I uh, got connected and I left there and became the, the, the cat that Sam unfortunately put milk out for one day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and but never I think, and kept coming back. I think that I think Robbie's big attribute that was maybe not totally utilized or he didn't get to totally bloom with is his ability for his empathetic thought, his design thinking, which is really understanding or identifying a need for a client or a customer and and building a solution slash experience around that. And Robbie being very creative, that was that was a perfect mix and match with everything we're doing. So Robbie doesn't necessarily jump in and start talking algorithms and embeddings and all that kind <laughs> of stuff. If I do, everyone should run for the hills. Yeah, but when we do float it up to the top as into a product or an experience, Robbie's quick to identify the use cases within the business and in the marketing and, and, and you know product activation world and see, oh man, here's a good fit. And he speaks that language. So he is, he is the nerd whisperer, if you will, and can take our nerd and help people understand how and where to use it. So we both have a passion for the event space. Yes. You know, which leads us and has brought us to where we are today. Right. All right. And so today then, so that's a little Robbie and Sam. And as I said, we're part of Think Labs with our goal of not only bringing cool tools and innovative tools, but also the experiences uh, that support those to help it make sense. That's, that's one of our secret sauces at, at Red Button, as we've always seen the cool emerging tech and trends, uh, and, but we did it with a lens looking at, well, how's that gonna affect corporate, right? How is that gonna possibly work or not? And, and what are the ways to do that? How do you make it simple and safe and easily deployable right. for, for a big brand. Right. And so now in, in these current times, it's all around how do we infuse and deploy and facilitate this new crazy tech to absolutely not only change people's, but organizations' right. lives and the way they work. Sure. So that I hope that summed that all up. I think we're doing pretty good on time there. So now when we talk about what this show is and the format and what we're going to do, each week we'll review three of the biggest things that have happened in AI. We'll, we'll talk about what that means. We'll deep dive a little bit on each of them. And we'll talk about potential application within the business professionals world. And then we'll do a quick rapid fire of some others that maybe aren't as big or just we, don't, we can't spend all that time on that. Uh, we'll do a little bit of that. And then we're going to do some interviews with people because this is all fine and great we always love to say we're not innovation i mean we're not thought leaders because everyone is everyone's a thought leader everybody has an opinion everyone has an opinion but how many people are putting those ideas to action so we're really excited 
just talk to a bunch of different people in the form of an interview as to people who are actually putting this innovation into action and understand their journey and the things they did to give you a little head start or maybe some thoughts to think about as you begin your journey if, if you haven't already. So we'll do a little interview with someone in, in the space to add some credence to everything that's going on. And then we'll just simply, at the end of that, wrap up that week, talk about our learnings, and move on to the next week. How's that sound? Sounds good to me. All right. So... Yeah, and I don't know that we'll always, you know, we say we'll do, we'll hit on three things. Maybe, you know, it'll be three. Sometimes it might be two. And, um, and yeah. But we're not going to limit ourselves. We'll definitely get sidetracked and yep. go into many different ra- rabbit holes for sure. So with that, Robbie, why don't, why don't, what should we talk about? Well, do you want to talk one of our topics or I know you just got back from IMAX. That might be interesting to discuss that and understand the appetite or the aptitude, if you will, for how are people thinking and doing things currently with AI at IMAX? Yeah, I mean, um, for those that may not know what IMAX is, do you want to share that or would you like for me to do that? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll share what it is and you can talk about what happened there. So IMAX is undoubtedly the largest uh, convention, trade show, conference, because there's a big education piece from our MPI friends on Smart Monday, where if you do anything in marketing or events or incentives or sales improvement and empowerment, you're going to this event. Because at this one event, every different potential experience, every property, every destination all the reasonable and, and not reasonable, but innovative sort of technologies are present. Any type so of solution provider. Any like provide yep. solution provider around that space are there. So you can get it all done in, in a couple shots. It's in Vegas once a year, and it's in Frankfurt, Germany, of which we've done both many, yeah, many times. But Robbie went on his own this year just to snoop around a little bit and see who's talking AI. I mean, every CEO right now is talking AI, and that's maybe all they, as far as they get. Everyone, AI, and I'm done. Yeah, and then they but walk off the stage. What did you see, Robbie? Well, I mean, it, it was fun to go um, and attend IMAX, and only, as you know, it was just a quick trip, but it's the first time that, for me, I've ever just been able to walk the floor, both from on the hospitality side, attending it, you know, it's a hosted buyer program where you, you know, have the opportunity to meet with, you know, just a slew of, of potential clients in very, very quick speed dating type, you know, speed dating type environment. And f- for me, it's, I've always been on the, in a booth doing the appointments. So it's like drinking out of a fire hose. Right. You know, you're meeting with just a ton of folks and you're hoping that you're impacting them in some way, shape or form. But it was the first time I was actually able to walk around and visit with people that I hadn't seen in a while. And it was, it, it was awesome. I mean, there was a lot about it that was very similar to what you and I experienced last year. Lots of AI branding and booth walls and things? Um, absolutely not. Oh, uh, really? No. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I mean, there wasn't, there, there, there were... There, there were the usual suspects that, that were, you know, from a technology perspective there, solution providers that were there from, you know, registration software to, 
you know, yeah, but analytics. socially we're seeing so much. But it's so the AI badge on stuff, and yeah, we're talking AI, and we're going to be doing AI and all that. But you didn't, you didn't see that in the booths. No, I mean there was there were a couple booths specifically that did have a workshop set up where they were talking about innovation and they were talking about you know AI specifically, but you know very very limited given given the size of that show. And given the fact that literally AI is on the tip of everyone's tongue, as you've said, I was personally a little surprised that there wasn't more of that on the foref- at the forefront. Okay, and to be fair, we are probably two of the biggest nerds we know. And if you ask anyone that knows us, we're probably the biggest nerds they know. So we get a little jaded. Speak for yourself, man. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I sometimes get offended when you call me a nerd. <sighs> Well, you'll see. You'll see. <laughs> the nerd, kidding. the nerds will win. Yeah. Um, but no. But it, it is fun to go and and just talk to regular folks, right? Yeah. Um, and 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 that said, I know you had a really fun interaction, and and I think it's it's an interaction that's true for most people. I mean, we're, most people are sitting right now that are, hopefully will start listening to what we're doing here. Tell tell everyone a little bit about your interaction with our good friend Melinda. Yeah, Melinda's a big. She's 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 an important person in the industry. Leads the 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 meeting division department for MPI Meeting Professionals International. Oh, and, I thought that was Meat Packers. N- no, that's not what Internet. it is. No, no, that's that that's absolutely. It's just like that, but completely different. Okay. So Melinda, who we've worked with before in the past, awesome lady, awesome organization. Uh, we had a conversation, if you remember, with Melinda February of this year. Yeah, was it and about? To, and was to it see February? this a little bit, Melinda is an innovative person. For Melinda, sure. Melinda, when we were built up another company around IoT and big data and stuff, was she got 100% it. Hundred percent on board. Yep, so, she got it. So. She walks into this with that, but then what happened in February? Yeah, no, it's we we had a great conversation. It might have been a little bit too early in Melinda's defense. One hundred percent. You know, with regarding generative AI specifically, and we can get into to Bogler our our own generative AI model. But we shared with Melinda some things that we were doing, and she it just wasn't the timing wasn't right for her. Anyway, fast forward to the other day, and I'm, I'm literally have her. I hear somebody yelling at me and she pokes me, you know, taps me on the shoulder and she's, and I'm like, oh my God, how are you? And gave me a big hug and she's like, oh my gosh, we need to talk. And, you know, it's a big deal. As Sam mentioned, MPI is a huge part of what goes on at IMAX. And I had actually walked by her booth earlier to see if I could see her. And I'm like, well, if I see her, she'll so that- be with people and she wouldn't have time for me. But lo and behold, she tracks me down and specifically wants to talk about generative AI. So I think that's really interesting. So we said earlier in that we are always on the bleeding edge, and that is that is 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 scary for many people. We're always talking about here's flying cars and all the future and all that stuff, and but we're doing it as well. And I think people really lob on if they will. It's when we get to the leading edge, right? So now everyone, the market has decided, yes, this is something we need to do. And so then those conversations get refired up. Remember that thing you were telling me about? Now tell me how that works, yeah. how that works for me. So I think, I think Melinda's a great example. No, she, 
she can't be on the very, 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 very cutting edge, but once, once she sees a use, that's that. So I think we're gonna have some good fun with her. We'll see where that leads. I think we, we've got a bunch of ideas, but we'll see where that goes. Yeah, no, it's, it was fun to see. I mean, she, she gets it. And that organization is, you know, typically, as you said, at the, the forefront. And now I think that they're ready and they're more knowledgeable. And, and you're right, we'll have some fun and we'll talk about that another time. So I think just kind of to, to sum up here, just the interactions and what you saw there and what we see happening with the with the industry right now and why there's this this big need is that yes there's new tools and new technology and new innovation getting rolled out each and every week quite literally and and with that the big i mean this is this is fascinating when we go meet with CTOs of companies cuz no one knows where AI is going to live within an organization right right is it with the CTO is it with legal is, is it, it with C- operations is it the CEO is it the C- you know where is it going to sit and yeah. so everyone's it's kind of like when social happened where is that is that marketing PR so everyone's tr- trying to figure that out right now and they're given so many options but i think w- they're looking at the wrong things it's not what tool it's how and why your your teams, your employees will want to use it. And right now, they're just looking at you going, what's going on? Because half the audience has said, no AI. Right. Until we hear otherwise, but no AI, right? Reality is you've probably got 10% of your people using it, doing 90% of their job. That's the actual stats, right? And they're afraid to say anything because they don't want it shut down because their life became so much better that quickly. But that's what we're seeing here is a massive disconnect for here's a cool tool or Google's going to give us this or Microsoft or what have you or IT department's given that. But the real need is the understanding of overall what it is, right? The next thing is some potential use cases of how it could work in the industry. But most importantly, like everyone, tell me how it works for me. Yeah, they have to have the knowledge. You know, right. we've learned, and we've come, I think we've learned that. You right. know, that's a, you know, we've kind of come full circle. It's like the new shiny, as you always say, shiny bobble, right? Right. And it's awesome. You know, we're different in this way, but I like to build stuff with my hands. I've got all kinds of cool tools. Some, I see a tool. I, w- I want that tool. I buy the tool, but then I'm like, I don't even know how to use this tool. But it looks cool on your but it look, Yeah, it looks cool. And, and <laughs> my wife is like, what are you doing? I'm like, yeah, but... <laughs> It looks cool. Yeah, but are you just going to look at it? Yeah. Are you going to do anything with it? And that's the thing, right? You said the word want. They're going to want to do this. The reality is, certainly with generative AI, you have to. You're going yeah. to have to. And, and boardrooms and executives right now are, you know, they're saying we got to use this and do this. But that's, it's so daunting because where, how, where, with who, Right. And so everyone just take a step back, take a deep breath, and it's it's really simple approach. First of all, it's going to evolve every week. And that said, you can't do an analysis of here's what's out there, here are our options, and then spend the next eight weeks and do 50 Zoom calls with a part-time team trying to figure out your solution, right? What, you, what you're going to need to do, because by the time you come up with that solution, it's changed so much since. Yeah. Not, sorry to interrupt you, but you bring up a, you know, obviously you were there when social happened. Right. To the extent that 
Red Button owns the patent for social engagement. Around you, events. I mean, you'd have to fill up our whole studio with attorneys, right? Right. To be able to go after. Right. I mean, but you were there. So what, what's the difference from a boardroom perspective in the conversations you had to have initially with social and why corporations should be engaged well, versus the way it is now with AI? Well, it's, it, it's similar in many ways and different in others, but it's similar in that, well, where did this come from? And no matter what we do as, as executives or whatever, it's going to happen. It is happening. So the question is, how are we going to be a part of that, right? So how are we going to do that? Stay true to our brand, stay true to our objectives, and do it in a manner that, that we all stay safe doing so, right? And so that was the big, big challenge back then. The, the other part, though, it's just like I just said, is the education part of the executives. It's so fun when we go do these quick start workshops. And at first, you know, they're the people, the planners or organizers. That's, nice, or the corpor- that's, a good, that's a good plug. Corporations. I know it's a nice plug here. <laughs> They'll say, well, I don't know if this really pertains to this audience because they're our executive leadership. And, and honestly, we've had, we've had executives tell us, oh, well, I won't use it, but maybe my people will. Right. And, 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 that's that's the initial first blush on that, right. and, and that's probably true. But the minute we show you how you could use it and how you could do things at an executive level, that's one thing. But once they should, they need to know how their teams can use it and how this can affect positively their organization. And then how do you start? It's that whole analogy of. How do you eat an elephant, right? Yeah. It's just one bite at a time. I don't think I've ever eaten elephant, but I if gonna, I did, yeah, yep. it would do it one bite at a time, right? You can't worry about eating the whole thing. Right. It's like going to Chewy's. You can't eat the big as your face burrito. You got to start just one bit, at a time. A little bit at a time. Right. So I think... Are they a sponsor, Chewy's? No, but they should. Okay. All right. Yeah. I think that's kind of where we're at now is that a lot of people are trying to figure all this stuff out. And it's take your time. Things are moving very quickly, but you can take your time and put together the right guidelines. It's not here's what to do. It's the guidelines to explore to see what you can do. Okay. Right? Yeah. And, and Because it, is di- it will be different. It's for, changing all the time. Yeah. So you need to put in the guidelines as to when new stuff comes in, someone found this or did this or this, how does that work within our framework? And honestly, I mean, and, and that means... Technically, and it means legally, and it means organizationally, how are we going to do that, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what we're trying to do with all of this is start discussions, start people sharing, share best use cases, share the latest things that are out there so we can build this, it's not a curriculum, but an understanding that we can start making much better decisions with a lot more confidence going forward. Sure. How's that? That's great. Is that what you wrote in the script? (laughs) Not exactly, Okay. but but it's close. If you haven't noticed, we don't run off script. Yeah. <laughs> we run off four shots of but espresso. Sam, if, but, if, but Sam, if I'm somebody that for some ungodly reason they stumbled onto this podcast, yes. and there's someone that's like me that does fancy himself somewhat of a professional, Yes. doesn't necessarily fancy himself as a techie. I do. I'm a fan of the iPhone and the Mac, and 
I do, I do love all of the gadgets, but I don't understand them all necessarily. Right. And somebody just wants to know, and they're interested, again, where did ChatGPT come from? Where's all this knowledge that we now have at our fingertips? Where okay, does it so come the, from? So the quick overview of that. And don't kill me with... I'm not, because okay. here's the thing. Do you know how your iPhone actually works? No, you don't. And do you care? No, you don't. And did you have to have an instruction on how to place a phone call? No, you didn't. Right. Now, that's probably the big challenge right now is all this generative AI. You need that explanation. They did not make it and when they launched it. So what happened in September of 2021, they scraped the entire Internet. They pulled everything that was on the web in, into what they call a knowledge base or model. Okay. They also included 50 million books. So when you start playing with this generative AI and go, man, that sounds great. Yeah, the reason is, is that it's working off the knowledge. And as this, here's a big 25 cent word. Is it the elocution, Robbie? The, it, the way in which you say things? Elocu- elocution? Yeah. Okay. Is that, is that proper? It's a, I think I'm, it's I'm a sure my English professor it's a, brother it's a will shoot word. me down. But, right. but what that is, is that when you see the things that are generated, you're like, man, that sounds amazing. Well, yeah. It's based on the best books and writers in the world, right? Right. So they put all of that information into a knowledge base or model. This is not a database. This is not a Google search, right? Right. And then had a simple interface to interact with it. Now, this wasn't supposed to be ready for another 10 years. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, overnight, literally, it started working. And, and then good or bad, they instantly said, here, everyone, do you want to play with it? And that's where we're at today. We're playing with a not ready for real-time, you know, production-level product, right? So that's why it's so nerdy. It's just a little interface. But it's based on what you call natural language processing, which means you don't know, have to know Cobalt or or what, whatever the program languages are, the language is English, right? Yeah. And most of us are good at that. Some of us make some of those words up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But you talk back and forth, you ask it to do things in English, and it'll generate accordingly. So that's the look inside the iPhone, but what we want to do is look at the apps and the application on the iPhone that you don't need instruction with. Yeah, I mean, if you're a techie, cool, dig into it and figure out how it all works and understand more about you know, you know, language models and all of that. But for, for someone like me, you're right. And this is dating myself, but going back, I was, I was sitting behind a desk at, at a hotel in Dallas when email was introduced to us. Oh, that's scary thing. I know, what is this? How does this work? What do you mean? I, what do you mean I don't have to use my phone as much? I'm really good on the phone. What do you mean? I have to now type my words, and but I didn't necessarily. You don't have to fax anymore. <laughs> I think we still faxed. I'm pretty sure we still faxed. In fact, it's funny. It's, isn't it funny even today to see a fax number? Or when you go into an auto dealership and they print out with the printer with the little holes in the side, and they got to rip the edges off. Yeah. The what was did you mention dot dot, dot matrix. metrics? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, don't get we we now hear this all the time when we do go out and do workshops, and we just tell folks. Do not stress about how it works. Yeah. Focus on understanding, focus on how it might help and, and, and how you might be able to implement 
into your into your so the industry life. didn't do itself much good just instantly launching the thing without making it user friendly so that's that's a little thing is that people are i don't understand this or how to use that right there is no manual that came with any of this because it in its end is general purpose meaning it can be used everywhere quite literally on anything and it's a matter of just entering a conversation not a search but a conversation with the ai and you'll be amazed yeah and so with that yeah you need to try it and test it so go check out a couple you know a couple of the the google bards or the chat gpts or you know hit us up we'd love to share bogler ai which is allows you to be all of those things and it's more professionally focused and we'd love to share we'll do a deeper dive on bogler and the things we're doing around that in another episode but Robbie, why don't we wrap that this episode up right here? Normally, we would have an interview with someone. We'll do that perhaps for our next one. And, you know, we'll just have some closing thoughts here as to what we think in general about, about the show and the episodes and what people can look forward to. <clears throat> and again, we hope that you feel that you've just pulled a chair up to the table and are entering in a conversation. And, and we look forward to your input on that. We're not going to overwhelm you with crazy tech and, and all that stuff, but we are going to give you the insight and the need to know on all that stuff. And we hope we foster further and deeper conversation around that and within your in your companies and within your work. Is that That's pretty fair to say, isn't it? Yeah, no, for sure. And again, and, and it's so, so, so important for if you are on the professional side and maybe not necessarily the techie side, just, I mentioned this earlier, just try to be curious. Yeah. Try to, try to keep an open mind and, and not worry about innovation and things that are happening around you and be, ex, and be excited, you know, about it. We joke with people all the time, listen, generative AI and things going on around AI aren't going to take your job, are they, Sam? No. But, but the person using it will, right? Well, they, they, the, or the, the person or business organization that is using it. Yeah, or the could, company that came out of nowhere. Right. The, and we can talk about that at a different time, too. Certainly can and could take your job. But, you know, as you, you know, as you hear more and more about it, the idea is to embrace it and, you know, ask some questions. And, you know, I'm excited about the podcast. Hope, hopefully I will improve and 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 be more comfortable, you know, in future podcasts. I'm excited about some of the friendly, some of the, the friends that we have in the industry that we know that have already committed to come on and, and share their thoughts and insights on how AI is impacting their lives, their business, and in the steps that they and took. And pull back the curtain a little bit. Yeah, yeah, pull back the curtain a little bit and the steps that they took to, to you know, to, to embrace it. So I'm, I'm interested in that. And, you know, you know, again, you're the tech guy. I'm not the tech guy. But, you know, hopefully we can bring some real world, real life examples to the podcast so that here's the people homework. can benefit from. Here's the homework for everybody. This would be a fun thing to do. Go get on a platform, whether it's Microsoft, Bing, whether it's Google Bard, which, you know, they're a little slow behind right now. But watch, they're going to jump ahead of everybody or whether it's GBT or whatever it is, or come get a Boggler account from us. But your manual 
is your questions to it. So go get on one of those and you literally ask it, how should I use you? What's the best way to use you? What are questions I should ask you to better write an email to a client? We had, we had someone the other day who wrote their, their groomsman speech for a wedding or something like that. And, you know, you hear funny things about that. But go try. You just got to go start playing with it. And you'll be fascinated to see the time suck. Now, don't do what everyone else does, which is the first thing they do is a Google search, right? Where's the best hamburger in town? Which fails. I mean, they get an answer, but it's not as good as using Google. Go use Google for that. That's not a conversation, right? right. The, the next thing they do is write me a poem or a story for my kid, which is really fun and cool, but that's one and done, right? And then the next thing they do is say, tell me about me. So sorry, guys, I'm, I'm cutting out all your cop-outs right now. Tell me a little bit about me. And it's going to give you maybe some information about you from 2021. And again, it's not a great puffer system. It's not going to blow you up and make you sound amazed. Well, it kind of will. And then, and then finally, the, the last thing is you ask it for more of a of more of a web search and get some sort of answer that doesn't make it relevant and then you'll jump off. Yep. Right? So you didn't think about or apply or ask it what are the best use cases. So go do that. I, I will give this this is my little piece of advice and we can and we can be done, but and I think you've heard me say this before, but when you engage with someone in conversation, right? And you need something specific out of them you're going you're gonna to phrase and you're going to articulate your message to them in, in the most appropriate way you feel will get the best information out of whoever you're visiting with. And it's the exact same thing when you're engaging with generative AI. You sometimes have to have an entire conversation. No, you do, get, and you to, should. To get the appropriate response from, from whatever yeah. model you're working, on, working with. But then again, and we, we can talk about this another time as well, but it's never one and done. Ooh, that's great. I'm going to copy that and paste that. No. You, you, you definitely have to, you have to make it your dive own. Dive deeper. You got to dive deeper. But, so um, maybe, we'll do, maybe we do a, a demonstration of that on our next one. Too, yeah. Or just talk through it. And that's, we're working on a, a, for one of our instruction classes. To Robbie's point, not only does it set up the AI to respond to you better, it sets up your mind into how you interact. And so we're playing around with some fun acronyms. One that I'm trying to sell Robbie on that it's not working. It's called <laughs> HOW, and it's hello, acknowledge, and learn. So hello, so you initialize an interaction with the AI. So you literally say, hello, how's it going? Can you help me out with whatever, right? Because that sets your mind up, and it conversely does set up the AI too. I think that becomes human nature for people. Yeah. For me, it was. Yeah. I didn't even think about it. I just started saying, it's, and I, when I share this with people, they, that, it's a little creepy. You're well, freaky. it's, yeah, hey, I need help with this, right. or please, or well, thank you, ne- yeah. or hey, that was really close, but could you do this? Again, the same way you would engage with a human. So the next, HAL, H-A-L, A is acknowledge. So when you get a response, you express your appreciation. You acknowledge it and say, hey, that was really good. Or of what you said, I really like this. 
that does two things. One, it gets your, you more programmed into a conversation, but two, it also helps guide the AI for future responses. And then three, the L, H-A-L, is learning. So learn what is getting your best responses and your best answers, and just keep playing on that. Yeah, right? we, we could have a whole, we could have an entire so podcast that is it. just on go that. Get, go explore, go get an account, and use how. Hello, acknowledge, and learn. And we will see you next week because we are going to do this once a week. That's our goal. And so we look forward to talking with you next week. Who knows who our surprise interview will be, but you got to tune in to see. Anything else, Robbie? That's what I got. All right. Over and out. Have a good one, everyone.